0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of So You Think You Can Fan, and the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Sex Chess, available now on Steam. I'm your host, Jake, or Greg Judley, and here I am with Sergio, Kai, and Matt. Hello.
1: What's up, gamers? (laughs) Gamers. Gamers.
0: Gamers and game ads.
1: Gamers and game ads.
0: So today, I I bring to you... A fan fiction. This mm-hmm. fan fiction, I watched a YouTube video um, where the, the guy who wrote it basically uh, did like a, t- he, he's a, he's a, he's a very popular, it's a League of Legends fan fiction. It's a pretty popular League of Legends YouTuber named TB Um He really likes League of Legends lore and complains about how bad the League of Legends lore is, which if you watched our last League video, you would know that I do that too. Because League of Legends is terrible at writing lore.
1: And it's so really he wrote
0: a story <clears throat> about the, the characters Nassus and Renekton, who were two brothers in the lore. Um one one was like a a book smart nerd, like researcher, and the other one was a, a street smart just like battler. Um they were they were just like poor people who got into like the the elite guard of the city and then they um in the country they're from Sharima has this thing where you can maybe ascend to become like a like kind of like an egyptian god like creature um something like that nasus is like a jackal man and renekton is a crocodile man or alligator man whatever you want to call it um, this is this takes place before they are ascended um and before they they hate each other because in the lore they Renekton hates Nasus because he went crazy because he was trapped in basically hell for 5000 years and lost his mind a little bit <clears throat> um I like this guy's YouTube channel a lot because he breaks down like the lore of each champion in League and talks about like the cool parts of the lore, the weird parts of the lore and what he would do to change the lore, which is where this comes from. Primarily. Um, we have we four characters. We
1: read more League of Legends fanfics because then we can have a, a League <laughs> okay. of Legends audiobook
0: League of Legends power Jacob hour. Jacob loves right. talking about League of Legends. We're going to make Matt narrate.
1: Mm hmm. As usual.
0: Um. Kai will be Nasus. Okay, is that is that okay with you, Kai? I'll I'll Which be one re- is that like, one again. Um, he's, he's the dog. jackal. He's he's a, he's the nerd. He's not a dog yet in this story, so we can't really say that. Okay. He's just a nerd, and I'll be Renekton. Um, and who is, can be Azir and Sergio can be? There's there's, there's there's miscellaneous characters as well, so, like non non named characters that so Sergio can be. Is that good with everybody?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Matt. This is Not Without You by T.B.
1: Skyen. Three vignettes exploring the lives of Nazus and Renekton before they rose to fame in Shurima. How Nazus earned his ascension ritual and how the brothers parted after the disastrous death of Azir. <clears throat> He's been staring at the crack in the wall for the better part of an hour. Red-rimmed eyes boring into the rock. The bruise on his cheek throbs. He ignores it, and he ignores the taste of iron and salt in his mouth and the cuts on his arm, which still burn. He stares. At last, the sand by the wall quivers, and a tiny sand skink pokes its head through the crack. It turns left and right, taking in the room and briefly... Sents the air with its tongue. "'He stares. "'A pair of fine leather sandals "'flap across sandy cobblestones, "'whipping up little clouds of dust in the run. "'The merchants of the market alley "'stop their hawking and stare "'briefly at the figure as it passes. "'His robes say he has money, "'his demeanor says he is impatient, "'and the golden sun-disk embroidered on his shoulder "'says he has authority.' Nobody calls out to him. The skink slinks out of the wall, stopping every few steps. There are food scraps on the floor, scattered around an overturned bowl. It eyes them. The man on the bench sits hunched forward and statues still. He stares. After a long moment of silence, the skink ventures forward another few steps, then another few, and then another still. The man on the bench stares and slowly moves his arm. The skink immediately skitters and flees back into the crack in the wall, disappearing like a shadow under sunlight. A few moments later, when it pokes its head out of the wall again, the man's hand is lying open on the floor. It is thick-fingered and rough, and the knuckles are raw and bloody. But a piece of slightly sandy chicken is glistening in his open palm. It licks its eye and smells the air. It hesitates and then steps out towards the bait. The running man makes his way past stalls and through pedestrian crowds, huffing and heaving with the effort until the alleys open up and disgorge into the grand city plaza. He runs another ten feet, perhaps, and teeters to a stop by a decorated palm. He leans on it, gasping, panting like a dog in the sun. He feels a rattle in his lungs and digs his nails into the tree trunk to steady himself against a racking cough. He spits a wad of slime into the sand. There is a fleck of red in it. He stoops with some effort, lowering his mouth to the little running aqueduct that flows from the sun-disk totem at the center of the plaza. He scoops water into his mouth and upon his face, cleaning off the sweat and spittle. He coughs again and catches himself, suppressing it. He forces himself upright, wipes cold water across the skin of his neck, and determinedly steadies his breath. Across the plaza, a pair of guards lounge casually by the Peacekeeper Hall. He pulls himself together and sets off towards them. The The visitor
0: is Kai, by the way. So the the two guards will be talking, and then the visitor will say the first line is, well.
1: Mm -hmm. The jailer. (laughs) hurriedly, stubs out a foul-smelling clove cigar on the floor.
2: Off for of shit's sake, you kind of told me earlier.
0: Matt, do you want to be the assistant?
1: I will be the assistant. How was I to know? whines his assistant, stuffing a parchment with an inappropriate drawing away in his desk. The jailer quickly washes his hands on the running sink, wiping them off on his grubby tunic.
2: Fuck, is he coming?
1: He says, pulling his... Why are you British now? He says, pulling his sandals (laughs) back on his feet. I don't know. Osram's keeping him busy, says the assistant, trying to tie his hair back presentably. Uh, We've got a minute, maybe, but... (laughs) The door flies open and Sergeant Osram barges in. Attend! He barks, and the two men snap to attention the best they can, hoisting their weapons hurriedly. Osram himself is sweating, trying to fold away a crease in his tunic as he steps aside, and the visitor strides to the office. It smells of clove cigars, and piss, and day-old meat left out in the heat. The visitor's nose wrinkles, and he has to suppress a gag. His sense of smell has always been too keen for comfort. He looks around the dingy room briefly. Well? He asks, and his voice is deep and resonant, almost inappropriate for his skinny frame and sunken eyes.
3: Uh, right, yes.
1: Says Osrum, startling from his place at the door. Yes, right this way, sir, right. And he leads the visitor towards the holding cells. You lot, stand by. He barks back and they disappear down the hall. Why Why is it written like he's British now, too? Yeah, I don't know. This is fucked up. The fuck is that guy? Whispers the assistant, still stiffly at attention.
2: He's the brass man.
1: Growls the jailer.
2: Military. He had the patch and everything. You don't fuck with those guys.
1: Looks skinny as shit, though.
2: Shut up. Just stand
4: straight till he's gone.
1: Ostrom hesitates with the key in front of the jail door.
4: Is there a problem, Sergeant?
1: Asks the visitor.
4: Uh, no, sir,
1: it's just that- Osram looks around conspiratorially and leans in to whisper.
3: He's not right in the head, you know. They said he beat the sh- That he beat nine men unconscious, but when the guards showed up, he just stood there. Didn't even put up a fight when they took him. It's not natural, sir.
1: The visitor stares at Osram.
3: Uh, uh I mean I I just wanted to warn uh
1: the stare was withering That's a pun That's a because pun. That's a
0: his pun. ability in League of Legends is called wither Uh yes sir The
1: key rattles in the lock and the barred doors slide open
4: Thank you sergeant that will be all
1: Osram hesitates
4: But, sir,
3: I'm not supposed to leave the door, and. That will be all.
1: When the sergeant's footsteps have disappeared, the visitor sighs deeply, and his Uh posture, which was regal and straight backed, deflates a little. He steps into the cell and sits on the bench next to the prisoner. A long moment of silence passes between them.
3: It was twelve men, not nine
1: said Renekton
4: I heard 14
1: said Nazus leaning back on the bench
4: but I also heard you threw a whole barrel of wine at them no that just fell over
1: Nazus raises an eyebrow at that
3: it fell over when I threw someone at it brother did you come to lecture me
1: There's another long moment of silence. Nazus reaches into his robes and pulls out a flask of liquid in a small cloth, which he wets. Renekton hisses and whips his head away as Nazus touches the cloth to his bruise.
4: Sit still.
1: Nazus growls and grabs his younger brother's chin to hold his head.
4: I don't need it.
1: Renekton flinches at the sting of antiseptic.
4: Some of them had swords, Renekton didn't know how to use them <laughs>
1: ow Nazis dabs sharply to cut on Renekton's arm indeed he says wetting the cloth again he takes Renekton's hand and begins wiping away at his bloody knuckles
4: what happened
1: he asked confused Renekton evaded it however
4: <sighs> I
3: was just drinking they started talking shit
1: Nazis doesn't look up the twelve men were officers at the Collegium of the Sun and he knew that because he had spent the last half a year teaching them tactics and he knew from talking to Osram that the fight had started when one of his drunken students had loudly called his teacher a fatherless dog. He stares at his brother's bloody knuckles and the cuts running at the length of his arms.
4: Who is your friend?
1: He asks, nodding at Renekton's shoulder. The sand skink pokes its head out from under Renekton's long, wild hair and licks its eyeball. He growls something indistinct and shrugs. The skink Uh, inclines its head.
3: You don't need to clean me. I
4: can bathe
1: at home. Renekton's voice is sullen.
4: You are not going home,
1: said Nazus, sternly wiping at his brother's forearm.
4: You are going before the magistrate.
3: What? For a bar fight? I didn't kill anyone. They stick you in the
4: tank for a day and then you go home. You are going before the magistrate.
1: Nazus whips something out of his robes and slaps it onto Renekton's knee.
4: To take the oath.
1: Nazus wipes a fleck of blood from his brother's cheek and sits back. Renekton picks up the folded parchment and opens it. A golden pin catches the sunlight through the bars in the window. The sand skink cocks its head curiously at it. It is the symbol of the Golden Guard, the personal regiment of the Emperor. There's a long stretch of silence. You can't give me this, says Renekton quietly, staring at it.
4: I can, and I have. You'll start as a private. I never had no training. I didn't enlist. How did you? Oh, it's taken me months. You wouldn't believe the paperwork. But once they heard that you had defeated 14 men unarmed, well...
1: Nazis tries for a wry, casual tone. It fell very flat, and Renekton clenched his fist around the pin.
3: Why do you keep doing this? You keep... You keep coming back for me. Stop coming
1: back! Nazis reaches for Renekton's face, but he shoves him off.
3: You're not supposed to come back. We got you into the Collegium. You made it. You were supposed to... He slams his hand on the bench. I'm not like you. I'm alley trash. I just... I'll just... put your re- you, you put your reputation on the line for this?
1: He shakes the pin at Nazis.
3: For me? If I fuck up, you'll lose everything
1: he throws the pin on the floor, where it tumbles once in the sand. Nazus rises, slowly, and picks it up. Renekton hunches his shoulders.
3: You're the one who's supposed to make it. You're the smart one. I just, I just, I don't want to screw it up. I want you to make it.
1: Nazus grabs his brother's forearm and, with some effort, pulls him up from the bench and pushes the pin back into his hand he touches his shoulder
4: not without you
1: that's an excellent part one i quite enjoyed that
4: yeah that was pretty
1: good yeah i would watch an arcane style show about this
0: i know that's another one we i should have mentioned in the show but um yeah it's uh the story of nasa's is really good
1: Too bad League of Legends is addicted to... Too bad bad that League of
0: Legends is too addicted to not doing anything with it, yeah.
1: Part 2. Nazis traces the sigils of a dead language across parchment. It is an old prayer to the sun disk. Or so the previous translator had interpreted. The old translation lays open in the pile of books beside his desk. Its pages covered in corrections. No. No, not a prayer. That is merely the bias of modern interpretation. The language is declarative, authoritative, a command, not a prayer. And the language is informal, using contracted forms of ritual speech. Indeed, it reads more as though barking an order to a servant than a supplicating prayer to the gods. The sun disk was not always considered divine. There was a time in Shirima's history where it was considered little more than a tool, to be used by emperors as a means to raise armies. The oldest records imply that the first emperors were not Shuriman, but rather gods descended from some far distant mountain. To write such things openly was to risk the charge of blasphemy, but Nazus did not plan to be alive when his findings were published. He pauses his quill and stares for a moment at his hands. The veins protrude like a spider's web, coiling over his bones under the paper-thin skin. He marvels for a moment at the complex beauty of the body and how perfect its mechanisms. He remembered he had a volume on anatomy and dissections around here somewhere, untranslated from its original West Ionian. Perhaps that should be his next monograph. He puts the quill down and reaches for his cup of water. But as he lifts it, his hands begin to shake. The trembles propagate through his arm as he stoops to bring his lip to the cup's edge. A shock of pain runs to his shoulder and he yelps, dropping the cup with a heavy thud on the floorboards. Damn. Heavy footfalls thunder up the stairs and neckton burst through the door like a battering ram.
0: I'm trying not to laugh, but the way you said damn sounded so much like Shadow the Hedgehog in the game Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> When he, dies, when he dies in that game, when Shadow dies in that game, he goes, "Damn, damn." <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> well, we gotta it's clip so it. So funny. We do have to
0: Sergio. When you're editing this, can you get the clip of Kai going, "Damn," and save it for me?
2: Was it like 19 minutes?
0: It, yeah, around 19 minutes. yeah, seconds ago.
4: Anyway, uh, I only dropped a cup. It's. You're not to be out of bed. Peace, brother. I feel better
3: today. The physician said rest.
1: Renekton sweeps past Nazis, taking him, gently, by the arm and ushering him back towards the big canvas bed they'd set up in the study.
4: Renekton, really, there's no need to.
1: Nazis protests but erupts in a cough. (sighs) He hacks and heaves and his legs give out and Renekton holds his forehead to steady him. Flecks of blood stain the fine woven carpet, fresh and red next to dull brown old ones. It subsides, eventually, and Renekton physically picks Nazus up. He is too exhausted to protest. Nazus slides beneath fine silk covers and Renekton pulls another pillow up behind his back.
4: I have so much left to write, you know.
1: Says Nazus. Renekton wrings water out of a cloth and begins to clean the blood from around his brother's mouth and nose. His hands are calloused and scarred. Several fingers are missing their nails, and one is missing two joints. But they dab the cotton gently at his brother's withered skin all the same.
4: I wanted to write a whole library. You will.
1: Nazus smiles weakly.
4: I wrote another monograph, you know
1: he says, coughing once more.
4: <coughs> it was to be the centerpiece. Oh, what's it called?
1: Asks Renekton, not really paying attention. He dabs Nass' <coughs> forehead, wiping away the sweat of his fever.
4: A treatise on the combined infantry and cavalry tactics of the Third third Siege of Azramath and shifting paradigms of strategy in complex battlefield leadership. Snappy
1: growls Renekton, soaking the cloth again, until he pauses.
3: I led that battle.
1: Nazus smiles at him.
4: You wrote a book about me? It'll be the centerpiece, brother. Promise me you'll build it.
1: You'll build it. He snaps. Nazus sinks back into the pillow a little and shrugs weakly. Renekton takes him by the shoulders.
3: You'll build it. And you'll fit it, and you'll teach the whole damn country to read it. When the emissary returns with the healing water,
4: the blessed Isles are a myth, Renekton. They're fairy tales.
1: When she returns, you'll build it all. Nasus looks at his brother, at his scars and his blind, injured eye, at his calluses and missing nails, and the seared skin on his arm where an enemy spell once burned him. His brother could wrestle a rock bear with one arm. But, holding the bloody washcloth and leaning over the bed, he has never looked so powerless and helpless. Nazis reaches up and touches his cheek.
4: You cannot fight this for me. I am dying. See if I can't.
1: You! There's a rapping on the door, and a small man in golden vestments strides through, arms outstretched in magnanimous gesture, Renekton moves like a snake.
2: Attend and bear witness. The proclamation of the Lord of the Sun is YAH!
1: The golden herald is pinned against the wall with a knife at his neck, and worse, Renekton's snarling mouth level with his eyes.
4: No, Renekton.
1: Nazus coughs from the bed.
4: <laughs> Renekton, peace.
1: Gold-tipped spears level frantically at Renekton. From all sides, the herald's escort scramble to their duty. Renecton holds the man in the air, his feet kicking desperately for a very long moment. Then, Renekton lowers him, slowly, robotically, and sheathes the knife. He stares.
2: I have intruded. My apologies, I, Lords Renekton and Nasus. I, uh...
1: The Herald coughs and readjusts his collar with trembling hands. The
2: sun... The the proclamation of... uh... The Lord of the Sun, uh...
1: The Herald unfolds a golden scroll and holding it in front of him like a shield, he reads.
2: The uh, Lord of the Sun proclaims the ascension of uh, honored scholar Nassus of the Collegium of the Sun on the,
1: uh... Renekton's eye bores into him.
2: On the day of the new moon, that's it.
1: Renekton is motionless for a long moment. The herald's escorts glance at each other a little nervously, pulling their spears back. <laughs> Renekton laughs suddenly, explosively, and one of the guards levels her spear at him again.
3: ha <laughs> The bastard listened.
1: He stomps his foot and claps his hands together and turns triumphantly towards Nazas. He listened, brother. Bastard? Peeps the golden herald, confused.
2: The
3: Emperor?
1: Renekton sweeps towards the bed, almost dancing.
3: He listened. Ascension.
1: Ascension, Nasus.
4: Renekton, you didn't. I did. You're
1: damn right I did. Nasus coughs and tries to sit up, and Renekton grabs him by the shoulders and presses their foreheads together.
3: You'll write your
1: library. His good eye is glowing with fiery pride. You'll write a thousand. Shirima will know your name. He squeezes his brother's shoulders tightly, and Nazus feels <laughs> a tremble in his hand.
4: Renekton, I, ascension is dangerous. I don't know if I can. The gods ascend
3: the worthy.
1: Renekton stares him down.
3: There is none more worthy than you. None more. You'll make it.
1: Nasus wants to say that this is a myth, that the sun disk selects not for the most worthy, but the most powerful, those who can survive the purgation of its fire. He wants to say that the ascension ritual always kills the ill and the infirm, but he looks at his brother and he sees not the grizzled veteran, not the commander of armies, but the scrawny alley kid who burst through the doors of their hovel all those years ago, waving the acceptance letter from the Collegium, who cheered and shouted so loudly that the neighbors came out from their houses to see what was happening. Renekton, who climbed to the roof and shouted to the laughter and cheer of the whole street, that,
3: My brother is going to make it,
1: Renekton whispers, his eyes closed and pressing his head fiercely into Nazus' shoulder.
3: He's going to make it.
1: The sun disk gleams in glory, perched above the golden palace. From atop the palace balcony, Nazus sees crowds of thousands cheering for him down below. His ceremonial robes are heavy and would be unbearably warm in the heat if he wasn't shivering with fever. The emperor, a wobbling shape of gold and silk in front of him, is giving a speech, Something about the strength and glory of the nation, the honor of ascension. Everything sounds as though it is coming through a long and echoing tunnel, and Naz's vision swims. But still, he does not waver. Up along the pyramid steps in full military regalia and swollen with pride, he knows Renekton is looking at him. The high priest shoots him a disdainful look. They resent the idea of a commoner being granted the honor of the ritual. They resent that the Emperor ordered it, that their authority over the disc is threatened. Nazus, however, is beyond caring. All that matters now is that at least he will end honorably. Perhaps it will be better to go quick rather than to fade. Rather than to put Renekton through another year of caring for him while he shrinks and shrivels. The robes are so... So heavy. Exactly halfway up the steps, Renekton towers over his men, over the priests and clerics assembled in front of him. His helmet is crested high with purple plumes and his ceremonial armor polished to a mirror shine. But more than just his physical size, he fills the space with presence. Never has a soldier stood more at attention. Never has a sword been held more stiffly in salute. His men eye their commander normally so brisk and informal with glances of great concern and hold themselves straighter and stand taller to follow his example. In front of the soldiers, a priest growls to his colleague, It's a disgrace that a commoner walks these steps. If Renekton hears it. He does not twitch a single muscle to show it.
3: Zolani would weep if she were here to see it,
1: (sighs) croaks the other, ancient and white-haired.
3: Standards have fallen. Standards have fallen, mark my words. Oh, they have fallen.
1: What's that jumped-up scribe done to it anyway? Do you know how he published a book correcting the high priest's translation of the prayers? Disrespectful?
3: Disrespectful? Standards have fallen, you mark my words.
1: They go on like this, and other voices in the crowd grumble the same, resentful, apathetic, or gossiping. Baseborn do not belong under the sun disks light. He must have tricked his way to it somehow. Have you heard he's sick? They said he's dying. Ah, but he'll be burned to dust soon enough. Unworthy! Unworthy! Above it all, the sunlight gleams off of Renekton's raised saber. The Emperor turns to Nasus with a sweeping gesture and takes his hand. Nasus kneels, legs shaking under the robes, and kisses the hand and rises. The Emperor says something, the ceremony of prayer, and he beckons towards the stairs, and Nasus breathes deep of the stinging bright air. He turns and walks, slowly. He feels each step like needles in his knees, and yet it is like he's walking on air, insubstantial and treacherous. He wills his feet forward. He wills his spine to straighten. The robes are so heavy. He ascends the first step and knows there are exactly 443 remaining.
3: He totters. Standards have fallen,
1: growls the white-haired priest once more.
3: "Geral, why, he took those steps two at a time. Hm, mm, I remember my great-grandfather saw his ceremony.
1: Disgraceful, agrees the other. The slaves were washed the steps for days to be rid of him. Of course, in those days the sun disk was brighter.
3: They polished it every day, you know. Hmm. Standards are falling.
1: There are 409 steps left. Renekton soldiers are cooking slowly in their armor. Slaves duck through the crowd, bringing water to the priests, the clerics, the functionaires. The soldiers don't move a muscle to take the goblets when they're offered. Today is not the day to step out of line. There are 359 steps left. An excited child breaks through the line up the steps, pointing to the sun disk and dancing. Lighthearted laughter goes up from the crowd as an embarrassed noblewoman pulls him away by his ear. And there are. there are steps left. Nazis doesn't feel the ground anymore. Even the robes feel insubstantial around his arms, but the air is like molasses. He can barely push it out of his lungs. He is blinded briefly by a shine and he looks towards it. Renekton is there. "'Bright and beautiful, and he holds a sword "'of fire, and the light "'bursts around his shoulders like waterfalls. Renekton grins "'up at him, bruised and scrawny, "'and he's missing three teeth, but he beams "'like the sun. He beat "'those other boys, every single one. They "'won't bully Nazus again. "'Nazus reaches out for his brother's face "'to clean the blood from his nose, but he recedes like a mirage. "'Panic rises in his "'chest. It'll get infected. No, he has to "'clean it. He promised Mother he would.' Renekton sees his brother staring at him. He sees him raise a withered hand, trembling against the heavy robes, and and a gasp goes up from the crowd as Naza stumbles over his own feet and falls onto the steps. The thud knocks the air from his lungs, and flecks of blood stain the polished stone. For a moment, nobody moves, and slowly, a murmur starts to rise in the crowd. Below them, the emperor begins some sort of hushed argument with the high priest. Renekton's hand trembles on the hilt of the saber.
3: He totters. I told you. I told you he totters. Not like the old days.
1: Standards. The other priest shrugs and spits casually on the ground. (laughs) Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Uh, What else do you expect from some sick, fatherless Nazus Here's the screams, echoing from the end of some long, dark tunnel. He's being shaken, thumping up and down. The light wobbles in front of him, and he blinks against it. Renekton's chin fades into focus, and then his face, his shoulders, and and the sky is moving above them. Renekton is tearing his way up the pyramid, blood streaming from a wound on his arm, A soldier charges him, slow and unwieldy in her showpiece uniform, and Renekton kicks aside her spear and bowls the woman over, sending her clattering down the stairs. Below, Renekton's soldiers are brawling with the temple guards, and somewhere in the crowd, two priests are bleeding on the stone. Nazus counts another hundred and forty-two steps remain. Renekton, Nazus whispers, failing to raise a hand to touch him.
4: Brother,
3: what have you... You're going to make it!
1: Renekton growls, scaling three steps with each stride. Naz's eyes finally resolve to the sun disk above them as it begins to eclipse the sky. It thrums with power.
4: Brother, no, no.
1: Naz struggles to lift his arms, cradled against Renekton's chest. Every thundering step sends bolts of pain through his back. There are 62 steps left. The Templar guards level their spears as Renekton closes in, and he roars like a beast. One surges forward, and Renekton turns his shoulder against their spear, which strikes wide off his armor. He steps in and headbutts their helmeted chin, and they stumble backwards into the next guard, who catches them, and Renekton surges past them.
4: Brother, no, 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 brother.
1: Nezis begs, scratching his nails against Renekton's chest weakly.
4: No, 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 it'll kill you, it'll kill us both.
1: You're going to make it! Renekton intones, as there are only five steps left. Please. He croaks.
4: You can live. Don't do this. You can live.
1: Above them, the radiant sun disk explodes.
3: Not Mm -hmm. without you.
1: Damn. This is really good. This is really, really good. I love their nice dynamic. Narrative. Yeah, uh-huh. nice narrative themes too.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So this this part three takes place after the ascension ritual. Um, the the the, the emperor Azir is uh, assassinated by um his like left hand lieutenant Zerath, who ascends to what I just posted in general. And then hold on, <sighs> Matt posted a picture of of Nasus. And then Renekton turns into
1: this little guy. Oh. Yep. And for those of you who have never seen League of Legends or Renekton or Nazus or Xerath, uh, Nazus is Google a it. giant... A, a, one Google it. You are listening on some kind of internet device. True. Secondly, uh, Nazus is like Anubis, basically. He's just got a big uh, Halberd-esque axe staff. Uh, Xerath is literally a... Just a humanoid made he's, of he's, light energy. Yeah, he's just like bright blue light energy. Uh, Renekton is a crocodile that likes to throw hands. Yes, and uh, I Jacob pool also party really Renekton. thinks pool party Renekton is super hot and wants to have sex with. He's him.
0: pretty hot. It's a it's a furry bait skin. <laughs> it's such a furry bait skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you should find the um find the. Oh no, I already found the skin. There's this really funny skin of Nasus where it's it's not NASUS, it's a dog controlling a giant robot. Yeah, it's
0: face groove NASA's puppy. And little puppy. It's, it's,
1: it's a very It makes
0: skin. like when it plays the voice lines, instead of it just being him talking, you hear like you hear like and then like a like a little like computer noise and then it and then it plays the NASA's voice with like a filter, so it's like, the, it's translating its little dog barks into, into Nasus being like, Sharima will live again.
4: That's beautiful.
0: Also, here's a here's, here's a Nasus plushie, or a, or a Renekton plushie that they made. This is real. I think it's funny looking. It's cute. It's so cute. There's also a Nasus plush that doesn't look good. I think it was my Discord profile <laughs> picture for a while, but it it looks like this.
4: I remember that profile <laughs> of yours.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. It looks looks his hair is
2: so small.
0: Why he looks? He's like depression bags.
2: Once <laughs> <laughs> the nose t- in my head is interpreted as a mouth, it gets worse. Oh, yeah, I oh know, my gosh, I know. that is worse. <laughs> Why'd you tell me about that's, that? That's now the I official picture on,
0: on the Riot Games. I cannot not like see it store, either. My way. my
2: brain is stuck on eyes and mouth.
0: That's that's like the official picture they use in the fucking merch store. Like I hate it. <laughs> like it looks so bad. I'm the Renekton plushie is a ten plushie. out of ten, though. Oh yeah, the, I I think the Nasus plushie is a ten out of ten, but not for any of the reasons it should be.
1: No, it, I'll be honest, the, the Nazis plushie when I looked at it f- for like two seconds, I thought, did Jacob just post a ratchet from Ratchet and Clank plushie? To it does kind of look
0: like Ratchet. It does kind of look like Ratchet. It's, it's got a the lot like it.
1: Ratchet. It's a very non-detailed plushie. So it's... <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. <clears throat> Part three. The false emperor is dead. The empire of slaves is fallen. The abomination that was zerith hurls lightning, tearing the ground to shreds in a line before him, and thunder reverberates around the golden palace, booming off the surface of the sun disk, hovering impassively above it all. The air crackles with power, expanding and contracting into Xerath's form, and straining against the chains and shards of the magical coffin meant to contain him. The plan did not work, but it had weakened him. Renekton roars and tears a slab of rock out of the pyramid steps and hurls it at the magus. It shatters against the coffin, sending the thing plummeting down the steps.
3: "'The sun did bow to me! The sun disk has exalted
1: me!' It howls, riding itself in the air and blasting the place where Nectin stood with arcane fire. Renecton himself scrambles up the pyramid, fingers gouging into the rock, and from a perch high above he jumps and launches himself at Zareth like a projectile. Oh shut up He roars and growls as tendrils of magic tear into his flesh upon contact. Zarath screams incoherently as he tumbles down the steps again, bolts of magic bursting from his body and searing holes in the world around him. Again, he catches himself swiveling in the air and raising something, approximating an arm. Bow before me! Supplicate! And more lightning crackles through the air, missing Renekton by a mile and bouncing off the sun disk instead. Nazus' axe curves through the air from behind and magic explodes from the impact as it connects.
4: You are Bakai.
1: He shouts as Xerath tumbles.
4: You are unformed. You are chaos.
1: Xerath twirls through the air and then swivels his cosfin head around, glowing eyes focusing on the new foe. BETRAYER! USURPER! More lightning tears the ground, but Nazis evades him easily.
4: He has no control.
1: Nazis shouts, ducking behind a still standing pillar.
4: He will tear the city apart. Well, nothing seems to
1: hurt him. Renekton growls, ducking under another arc of power.
3: The bastard won't bleed.
1: They push at the pillar together, which cracks under their strength, and topples onto Xerath, whose screaming is briefly muffled under the rocks. The ground shakes and rumbles, and a dozen tons of carved, beautiful marble explodes into dust, sending a shockwave across the side of the pyramid that cracks the rocks themselves. Xerath howls out of the rubble, spinning and exploding, shards of the magical coffin bursting off of him and snapping back together like rubber bands.
3: How do we destroy
4: him? We can't.
1: Nazus growls, (gasps) shielding himself with a slab of rock as a spell explodes against it.
4: He is nothing. He has no form to undo. He is a nexus of magic swirling around an untethered soul. He is... Uh... (laughs) He's a ghost. Think of it that way.
1: So what do we do? Renekton pulls Nazus' head down as a blade of magic cleaves the air where he stood. Nazus is quiet for a deadly moment.
4: We give him something to
1: haunt. Renekton rams into Xerath, sending him spiraling, and Nazus surges forward, bashing at the unbreakable coffin with his axe. Then Renekton hurls a boulder and charges once more. Then Nazus, then Renekton in repeating deadly fashion. Every blow sends explosions of magic rocketing through the city, breaking house walls and searing fountains dry with flashes of lightning. Screaming and howling, demanding fealty and promising an apocalypse, Zareth is driven backwards and backwards, out of the palace complex and towards the tomb of emperors. The brothers work like dancers, surging through and past each other, weaving under spells and past debris, hammering the chaotic wraith towards the gaping mouth of a giant structure. The Tomb of Emperors had been built to withstand all assault, all magic, all power. It was built to stand for all eternity, a monument to Shirima's glory for every generation to gaze at and be in awe of. It was invincible, inside and out. Renekton throws himself like an avalanche against the raging magus, and Xerath tumbles backwards towards the mouth of the tomb. Nazus rushes forward to seal the deal, but Zareth surges out once more, clearing the door and filling the air with sorcery. I see your mind! Usurpers! Betrayers, you mean to bury your emperor. Renekton hurls a boulder against him, but this time he blasts it apart before it touches him. I built this door! This tomb was consecrated in my magic! Here, my power assumes! Nazus arcs his axe around, and it clatters off the coffin shards which surge to meet it as though directed. Zareth is driven back only the barest inch, and Nazus howls as a surge of lightning sears up his arm.
4: He's gaining control.
1: Yes, control. Nazis barely dodges a sphere of fire and shakes his injured arm as it regenerates. Renekton batters the sphere away with his arm and grunts as it explodes across his flesh. Xerath's form, formerly a chaotic swirl of magic and coffin pieces, begins to coalesce. The shards resolving to the shape of something vaguely human.
3: We need
1: not be enemies, sons of Shurima. His crackling voice drops from deranged howling of the winds into something approaching a human tone. I think it's fitting for her to go to Sergio now. He becomes black.
0: (laughs) No, we can't do that.
1: We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't can't do do that. that. He
0: was a slave. We can't do that.
1: All right. Well, I feel bad that I took uh, took the role from Sergio accidentally. So, Sergio, go ahead and uh, go ahead and read from the Ascension. Disturbed him.
3: Where the, the Ascension, Ascension disturbed, disturbed me
1: is where it starts.
2: <clears throat> the Ascension disturbed me, even if it was too much.
1: Zareth flexes a wraith like hand in front of himself, almost as though seeing it for the first time.
2: If not for the, for the effects of this coffin, I might have lost myself completely. Truly, the sun disk's power is immense.
1: Renekton hurls another slab of rock out of a nearby wall, but it turns to dust in the air before it reaches the magus.
2: The Empire of Slaves is ended. A new era dawns.
1: Xerath reaches out in magnanimous gesture.
2: I need not be the emperor, no. No, not like Azir. I will be a, as a guardian god, a god for all of Sharima's children, and you.
1: Zareth's eyes seem to light up, as though taken by some magnificent vision, and he laughs.
2: The powers and I could bestow you, do you not see? The sun disk is no gift of the gods, it is a tool, it is the light of the stars. I am the stars.
1: Renekton sidles closer to Nazus, putting a protective shoulder between his brother and the rambling apparition.
2: We could all be gods.
1: He chuckles.
2: It would be so easy. Power, if only you could grasp it.
1: He reaches out as though towards some invisible thing, and then his coffin head snaps suddenly to attention on the brothers again.
2: You are like me.
1: He snarls.
2: Commoners, children of the dirt, spat on. What reward did Shereem ever give you? What were you ever given? Even as ascended, you were only servants to the emperor. Slaves. Slaves.
1: The air flares with magic again, resolving into ghostly shapes, as though giving form to Zerrith's thoughts. Nazis thinks he sees there, briefly, two young men embracing like brothers. Renekton's grip on his weapon shifts. He lowers it a little.
0: This is Renekton.
1: Renekton. <coughs> oh, sorry, I have, a, I have
0: a... Oh, what do you want? <clears> he growls. <throat> <clears throat> to
2: burn the Empire.
1: Says Zareth, with sudden calm.
2: To tear it down, every brick, every statue, every sleighhouse, house, every noble's filthy temple, and from it, to build Sharima again, as it always should have been.
4: And you will be its god
1: says Nazis, studying the patterns of magic that Zareth is weaving. He is building a spell of some kind, some incantation.
2: We will be its gods.
1: Zareth seems to unfocus again, and his form wobbles.
2: Yes, gods, gods above them all, above the whips, above the supplication, above him
1: Azir's face seems to flash through the patterns of magic, and Renekton grunts, stabbing his axe into the ground.
3: Uh, Sounds good to me. Brother. Yes, yes, Renekton,
2: the liberator of the sands.
1: Xerath keens at him.
2: Lord of hosts, yes, gods of wars, and you.
1: He points to Nazus
2: vizier of viziers scholar of scholars keeper of histories
1: images of infinite libraries flash through the patterns of magic what left what else is left brother Renekton says casually gesturing broadly and striding forward towards the hovering magus
3: azir is dust the royal family is dead and the priests Well, fuck him anyway. Brother, you can't.
1: Don't tell me what I can't do. Renekton is suddenly aggressive.
3: You heard the man. No more slaves. No more emperors.
1: No more obedience. Renekton turns towards Xerath expectantly.
2: Yes, yes. No more orders. No more obedience. You will bow only to me.
1: Renekton grins.
3: See, brother only to him
1: and he kneels in the sand. It stirs and starts to whirl around Renecton's feet, and suddenly Nazis understands. Brother no but his shout is drowned out by a howl of power. A thunder like sandstorms, a hurricane of dust explodes, and Renekton swells, red eyes aflame, and he surges, locking his enormous arms around Zareth's coffin body.
0: Bro, he hit level
1: six. <sighs> The Magus explodes and explodes and explodes with power. Lightning and flame tears across Renekton's form, which repairs itself as fast as Xerath can destroy it. And the Butcher of the Sands rushes through the opening of the tombs, whose wards thrum and dissipate the Magus' raging powers.
4: Renekton! Renekton!
1: Nazis' axe falls to the sand as he dashes madly after the two. Inside, Renekton whips his head around. It's the only way! Nazis stops dead. You know it must be done. And Renekton heaves forward, dragging Zareth deep into <clears> the <throat> gloom. No! He hears the roars of his brother and the mad howling of Xerath, screaming, ah. scorched earth of the entire empire. Light and lightning surges from the gloom, and the butcher's sandstorm whistles against the stones. On the precipice between the dark of the tomb and the light of the sun, Nazis trembles.
4: No, no, no!
1: He throws his arms wide and grabs hold of the twin golden candles, handles of the double doors, and he howls the death cry of jackals as he pulls. The doors rumble and slide and slowly come together. Inside the tomb, the column of sunlight from outside begins to narrow. As the light cuts to a sliver and dies, he hears an echoing call above the noise
3: Live well, brother!
1: The tomb doors slam shut, and their magics fuse the stone. And as Nazis collapses among the rubble and glass boiled sand, the words he whispers are lost to the dry Shareman wind. Damn.
4: Yeah, I
2: mean it was pretty good, I guess.
4: No, that was really good. I was I, I would say legitimately, like, this is probably one of the best fanfics we've read, like on uh-huh. air
0: it's, yeah, up it's there also fair with not like
2: a, uh, um not a big
4: competition
0: that's true well, no. that's true
4: but i mean it it's really up there with like black mage phantasm i forget his name
2: black black mage of phantasm yes. that one
0: yes yeah but no oh uh, yeah this guy makes really good stuff he has another story yeah, too awesome. that we can maybe read it's, it's it's like half the length of this one so we can Maybe if he releases like another story that's that's short, we can read that one too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's a League of Legends fan fiction. isn't that crazy?
4: Yes, that is crazy.
0: Could you imagine if Riot like did stuff with their with their their lore that was like this? They like oh, I like I've said before, they have they have former like Games that. Workshop writers working at Riot for the lore. And none. I don't think I'd say I. I'd, I'd say none of the lore is anywhere near as good as this.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, I just <laughs> wanted to say we now have four episodes over, uh, at a hundred views or more.
0: Hey! Wow! Four hundred views.
1: Nice. Thank you.
0: If you're listening and you've watched any of those episodes,
1: cool. Yeah,
0: I thumbs up. I you know. can't see cool. it
4: oh i wanted to say i i do have thoughts uh-huh and my my main thought about the fic is that it's it's a good fic like in general like it holds up really well as uh-huh. just a story on its own and like i know next to nothing about league of legends but i'm like uh-huh. able to understand and even yeah. in terms that like really aren't explained i'm able to kind of Infer what they're talking uh-huh. about for the most part.
0: Yeah, Sharima no, is, is really a very good. a really interesting place in the lore because there's not a lot of lore about it, which I think is why this this fic does so well. It's just because mm-hmm. Sharima is a very unexplored area. Like all we have from Sharima... we only have, we have very few champions from Sharima. Like we have we have Zareth and we have Nasus, we have Renekton and Azir, but. Like that's really that's really it. Okay. Like, all the, the, like it's just like it was an ancient civilization that's like the ancient Egyptians only they turned into furries. Oh, Amumu might be from Shirima, but we don't know.
1: Yeah, they've kind I of left Shirima lore on the side for a while. Yeah.
0: I guess Akshan Let's and Tiver are from Shirima. A lot of the characters from Sharima don't have Sharima backstories. Like like Amumu is just like he might be a little boy mummy, but he might also just be a Yordle. Like Sivir isn't really Shariman. Like she's from Sharima, but she's not Sharima. Shariman Rengar, I guess Rengar isn't in the story, and and he is another ascended, which you know, are, the like the furries. But yes. you don't really hear. It. But he's also not really Shireman. Like the only the only strictly Shireman characters are are the four that are mentioned. And Azir's barely even touched on in this story, besides him getting assassinated.
4: And he dropped. also
0: he, he also ascends later and becomes a birdman. That's cool.
1: Yes, lots of people ascend.
0: Yeah. Yes. But yeah. No. Lots of it's people a, become furries. It's really good. <laughs> It's it's a really good fic. Um, I hope he writes more because he writes really good stuff. Mm-hmm. His YouTube channel is also really good because it talks about League of Legends lore. If you ever want to learn about the lore of League of Legends, it's not as well written as this, but it's all it's it's pretty good. I mean, Sergio's seen Arcane. Sergio can vouch. Sergio's seen some of Arcane. Arcane is good.
2: Yeah, no, cause I had I had to tell I had to tell like Carlos, um. Uh, that they like because he was like, oh, there must have been pages and pages of lore that they're adapting for this, sh-. and I was like, nah.
0: no, they made it all up. Yeah, not. <coughs> yeah, it's not even
2: like. Arcane you, you is know, technically not even canon. They're like, yeah, here's a paragraph of who this person is. That's what they're going off of.
0: Hmm. I mean, they're short stories, but like, um. I don't know if you ever plan on watching Arcane or not Kai or if you've seen it. But it, it's, I don't it, even know what this is. It's a League of Legends TV show that's on Netflix. Like officially produced TV show of League. It's 9 episodes. It's about uh three char- Well it's about like five characters, but it's mostly about three characters named Jinx, uh Vi and Caitlyn. And J- Jinx and Vi are sisters um which was presumed canon for about a decade until they made the show and made it canon. Okay. Like the characters have existed for 10 years. 9 I guess Jinx has existed for like 9 years. Um and we never ever got a confirmation that they were sisters until like 2021 when the show came out.
4: That's pretty lame.
0: <laughs> but also the show isn't even fully canon to League of Legends, so we don't even know.
2: seems like a weird there's, there's creative no stuff in league of legends
0: um kind of just a lot of like like it mostly just fills in blanks but a lot of the world can like stuff is different like heimerdinger the Viortals in the league world are, are very um hit or miss um, which Kai doesn't know what a yordle is. I'm assuming they're like they're like kind of little furry creatures. They can be a lot of different things.
1: They're just small. He- that's that's the common thing. They're just all small. They're,
0: they're like they're like anthropomorphic like little guys. I'll post a picture of Heimerdinger in general. But like Heimerdinger was not really a known scientist in League lore. But obviously in Arcane, he's like the face of Piltover because he's like the greatest inventor in Piltover. Um, I don't know. I don't like how he looks.
2: See, 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 you, you should, you should be like me, learning that, that Heimerdinger is a playable character in League of Legends.
4: Dude, I know who
2: the fuck would want to play as Heimerdinger.
0: Heimerdinger's great. He's so he's so much fun. Yeah, here's what he looks like in League. He places turrets and okay, that's
4: rockets. somewhat better.
0: Um. But yeah, like like it's You remember did you did you meet Victor in Arcane yet, um, Sergio? You remember Victor? Yeah. The like Russian twink. Have I ever showed you what he looks like in League of Legends? No. Here. I'll post a I'll post a comparison picture for Kai. Um Okay. So Victor is this like this lab assistant of Heimerdinger. He's he's from Zon, which is like the poor place in the in the world that Arcane takes place in. Um, that's what he looks like in Arcane. Kind of like a tw- kind of like a twink, like a sickly looking twink. Yes. So in League of Legends, he looks like this.
2: Damn. He could be getting out to that point. <laughs>
0: How Yo, did he, he get definitely is getting up B. to that point. Um, we'll find out in the show because it's only one okay. season. They're making more, a hundred percent. They are making more because Arcane did would really well. Would you recommend well. it? I absolutely would recommend Arcane. Arcane is phenomenal. If you if you can get past the fact that the that the, um Imagine Dragons plays every episode. No,
2: shut up. The the intro is amazing. Shut up with your <laughs>
4: Imagine Dragons. Hate. I
0: hate Imagine Dragons. They had one good album and then they sold out. Fuck them.
4: Yeah, I can agree with you there. I mean, yeah. I love their older en- stuff.
0: Enemy but. by Imagine Dragons is the is the theme song of Arcane. So every time you watch... I like episode.
4: Enemy as a song. Yeah, okay. well, that's the then, only go, okay. song I like.
0: then you can watch... Then you'll love Arcane, because it's in it. Okay, good. Um, I highly recommend watching Arcane. I plan on making Matt watch Arcane. If we ever start a Patreon, I'm going to make it a Patreon show, where I force Matt to watch Arcane. Okay.
4: Hey, can we do, like, a... So you want to know about League of Legends cuz I like don't even know what this thing is. Like, like I have so many friends who play it as a as game. A- <laughs> and yeah, I sure. Understand what you it is. You know what?
0: You know what? Yes, Matt. You and me are gonna work on. So you want to know about League of Legends? Oh, and We're God, gonna do it no. next week.
1: Mm, mm, we're gonna talk we're gonna about it upon mm, the world. We're gonna mm. talk
0: about the important regions of the world of League of Legends. We're gonna talk about the game itself. No,
1: I think, I think, I think, Kai just wants to know about the game itself. I think, I think He's, that's we the point. just want to know about the game. No,
4: I need the world building. I need, I need mm. the uh, the extra
0: bits. You get to hear um, so you'll you'll get to hear me rant about how so league has a multiverse all the skins in league of legends because champions have skins that just like make them look different mm-hmm. like you can play as like heimerdinger or like be heimerdinger called heimer stinger which i'll post a picture of it because i love heimer stinger um sounds <laughs> silly yeah he's like he's oh wrong i I sent out to zach on accident shout out to <laughs> shout out to zach not my brother, Matt friend Yeah, he's just he's he's wearing a bee hat and he's got like all his like turrets or bees.
4: That's really weird.
0: And his grenade is is honey. Yeah, but it's cute. Um, I don't like
4: your teeth. teeth.
0: That's that, that's Ziggs. That's not that's Ziggs. He's a different guy. Heimerdinger's on the left.
4: <laughs> okay, well um, I don't like whatever this Ziggs thing is. <laughs>
0: Um, I'll I'll get the rant to you about how I don't like certain skins in League of Legends. You know how Zerath was this like um like like lightning man,
4: yes, with
0: lightning. no body. So there's yes. a skin called Arcana Zerath where they make him a sexy anime boy. Damn. And I just hate that. I hate everything. There's a lot about of
4: fan that. service in this game.
0: There I is. Guess. There, is, you have no Kai, You have no idea.
4: I have 95% no no, of I'm champions not in League
0: of Legends are sexy. And if they're not sexy, then no they idea. have a skin that makes them sexy.
4: I don't think I've ever even seen this game before.
0: I, I'm sure you have.
4: It just exists. I like, spent
0: the last like three weeks like just having it on my second monitor because the like the World Series of League was going on. Wow. It was on. It you was know, playing up B dubs. I was. I was. I, I think saw B uh,
4: I think I've watched like one video on YouTube of it, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And it doesn't make any sense to me, just visually. That's fair. Maybe I'm just a boomer. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to learn about the the yeah. lore of the characters and stuff, the guy who wrote this fan fiction, TB Sky, makes really good videos. <laughs> I might
4: have to watch the vids. Um, but you gotta make us so you wanna know. We will.
0: We'll make a so you wanna know. I'll put in our to-do list.
1: We'll do it. Someday. Maybe. Trademark.
4: I mean, there there is another con coming up. So, there's yeah, a maybe, chance maybe... Of recording.
0: <coughs> yeah. True, true, in true. In
4: preparation for the con. True, true,
0: true. Are you going to North? No. I'm okay. going to North. That's next week, right? Yes. Let you know what that means, Matt? We got to get it ready for next week, so Sergio and Michael won't be there to record. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah I mean, just, I'll uh, at least, I'll least be
2: there to record on Wednesday.
0: Okay, it'll be yeah, Thursday. It, yeah, it can be Thursday's episode. If you don't want to crunch for a for a recording pre-con, though, you don't have no, to. No, I,
2: I, I don't care. It, Wednesday's a free day to me.
0: Okay. Sounds good. I got nothing else to add to this episode. So um, if you're still listening, thanks. Bye.
2: We love you.